Good morning. Welcome to Stony Creek United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Michael. I'm very happy to see you all here today. On this last Sunday of February, it is Transfiguration Sunday, or as one of my colleagues apparently calls it, Shiny Jesus Face Sunday. Um, I'm hoping that's what she's using for her children's message. Anyway, uh, Ash Wednesday is this coming Wednesday, and we are having our Ash Wednesday service here at 7 o'clock. I hope you can make it. Um, And if you haven't already been handed one of these, um, there are a bunch uh, in the narthex. These are our Lenten uh, materials for this year. Uh, So there is a booklet, which is Lenten devotionals to get you through Lent this year. Uh, This comes from Henry J. Nowen, who is one of my favorite authors. Um, He has written some incredible books. He has done some incredible ministry. Um, If you, uh, after going through this, if you like what you see here and you want to know more, let me know. Uh, There was a book we read in seminary by this man. Um, He spent some time working uh, in... uh, a home for uh, vulnerable adults, and it was just amazing the way he described his experience um, and how God moved and kind of taught him more than he really expected. So uh, there's also a calendar uh, that has some scripture readings for each day and some other stuff. And then there's these things that to me look like bookmarks, but that's not what Cokesbury called them. Um, but they are, there's one for each week, um, and there's uh, some stuff you can go through it either on your own or with another person or persons. Um, so I encourage you to, to pick up one of these if you haven't got one already uh, so you can have the string lens. And we ordered enough that if you have a friend or family member or just someone you know who you think could would benefit from this, by all means, please take an extra to... Uh, and give it to them uh, with our love. So um, there's a box of them in the back and probably a stack still too. So I think that's all I have for announcements. I know Dave's got one. Do we have any over on this side? Uh, No. (laughs) Okay. Dave. (laughs) Today is Scout Sunday. It's scouting is 112 years old, and we have one Cub Scout here, Connor, and we have a few eagles here in church. One is Rich, the other is Ryan, and I'm an eagle. Are there any other eagles? Okay, welcome to Stony Creek. Um, I'd like to make a little talk about our Bible study, which is Tuesday. We are going to be doing the book of Obadiah which is the shortest book in the Old Testament. We did the New Testament, and the shortest book in the New Testament is John letter 3. So, and then we're going to start our Lenten study, which is he only, he chose the nails. So. I remember I had two more, sorry. Okay. Uh, Two other quick announcements. One, uh, the devotional and Bible study that I will be leading during Lent will start on Wednesday as well. That's at 11, uh, and there's a book you need for that, and I'll have some other things to give you for that. Um, And then uh, Cokesbury recently created a partnership 
uh, with this company called Amplify Media. And Amplify Media is kind of like Netflix, but for Bible studies and Christian content. Uh, there's all kinds of Bible studies in there. There are things for children, and almost all of it has a Wesleyan focus, so it fits within uh, the doctrines and beliefs that we hold as United Methodists. Um, and right now they are offering us a free trial for two months, um, and then four months at half the cost. So I'm going to be working on getting that set up, uh, and everyone can go in, check it out, do stuff. You can access it through a phone, a tablet, smart TVs, probably something else. Um, but when it's ready to go, I will be giving you more information on that. So um, we figured we would try it for the 60 days, see if we like it and if it's beneficial enough, and then kind of go from there. Um, but I will send more information out, uh, if not this week, next week, and tell you all how it works. So now I'm done. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> Good morning again. Will you please join me in our call to worship? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Jesus proclaims, you are the light of the world. Thanks be to God. Praise band will now lead us in our praise songs. Good morning. If you could join us in your bulletin or the red folder. The first song we will stand together if you are able. It will be number 35, Great is the Lord. We will sing that twice. And following that, we will go on to number 60, Amazing Love. And we'll be seated for that one. So if you're able, please stand. Great is the Lord.
Will you join me, please, for our opening prayer? Holy God, you gave me no show your people the way of righteousness. Help us receive your commandments of grace and live as your obedient children, that your goodness may shine through us to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now will you please join me in the affirmation of faith. We believe in the love of the kingdom of God through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us. We believe the loving kingdom is like a mustard seed, so in appearance, growing in magnificence for the greening of the world. We believe the love kingdom is like yeast, inserted in common insignificance to the dough of life, expanding into the bread of the world. We believe the love kingdom of God is like a treasure, lost and rendered insignificant under the ground, now found with joy and thanksgiving. We believe the love kingdom of God is like pearls. All others become insignificant. When the largest, most beautiful pearl of all is found, we believe the love kingdom of God is like a full full of fish, where even the insignificant are humans are saved. But the world winning fish are thrown away. We believe in the love kingdom of God through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us, where the meek and the poor, the merciful and the hungry, rejoice with the angels of God. Loving God, we believe, scatter our unbelief. Amen. As we enter into our our time of offering, um, if you would like to make an offering or a tithe or donation, we invite you to please use the small white church on the stand in the narthex. Like a spring whose water never fails, God calls us to share what we have received. Let us offer ourselves and our gifts to God.
Please rise as you are able and join me in singing our doxology. Loving God, we give thanks for all you have given to us and praise you for your astounding goodness. Receive the dedication of our hearts, minds, and bodies for the ministry of your church. Bless our offering for the work of your kingdom and give us wisdom for the right use of all you have provided through Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated and we will continue with hymn number 154, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Or maybe we... Okay, sorry, you can stand back up if you're able.
may be seated. It is now time for our youth moment. I'd like to invite our youth and children to come join me up here. And remember, you are all children of God, so you all can come up. Oh. Am I... Sit down. Yeah, sit right here, okay? But touch the cords, okay? Thank you. This is very nice. Okay, so... What are we going to do today? Well, who knows what the church is? No, I do not know. I do not know. I know. What's the church? Um, Sunday school. Sunday school. Okay, that's... That's actually a very good answer. What's the church? The word that you learn and stuff, and then after that you get fashioned. So you think the church is a building? Yeah, and what are the Okay, hon. What do you... Go ahead. AJ? I think it's the top Okay. Yes. place where God and Jesus gives protection. Okay. So, what if I told you... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, the sanctuary. The sanctuary, okay. What if I told you that the church wasn't a building and it wasn't a place? What would you say? I would say, what? Why is there no churches? If there was no churches, I would say... Oh, no, 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 no. There's lots of churches, but this is the sanctuary. You got that part right. But the other part that you got right, you said Sunday school. The church is the people. So all of us together are the church. This is a building we come to. We call it God's house. And this is the sanctuary where we have church and there's Sunday school rooms and music rooms and other stuff. But the church isn't the building. It's all the people. So this is actually God's house? Yep. Why would God have a house? Well, because God likes to hang out with us. Oh, God's everywhere. Okay, so come back to, let's go back to what? God's everywhere. But where is he in this church? Everywhere. And, and, is he, um, um, where is he hiding? God's everywhere. Okay, so back to, let's go, come back to center. Okay, so the people are the church, okay? And so that's why when we talk about things like the church needs to love the world or the church should go and help people. We're talking about all of us, that we should love people and we should go and help people, stuff like that. So what's really, really cool is that means wherever we get together, whether we are here in the sanctuary or in the Sunday school room or outside or anywhere else, when we're together, we are the church and that's where the church is. Okay, so here's what I want you guys to try and do today. Okay. Can AJ stop? 
Here's what I want you guys to try and do today, okay? I want you to try to remember that all of us together, we are the church. And every single one of us is important. We're all important parts of the church. So, next time you see an adult, when you're here at church, if you don't remember their name, you can say, Hi, church! Because that's still right, because they are part of the church. Okay? Can you remember that? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. All right, we're going to do the Lord's Prayer with the whole congregation real quick, the whole church, and then you guys are going to go to Sunday school, okay? All right, here we go. Ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Go have fun in Sunday school. Walking feet. We are going to now have our time of joys and concerns. Uh, Teresa uh, is again volunteered this week to, to bring the microphone around. So do we have any joys and concerns we'd like to lift up this morning? I see one right there. Um, I am expressing thanks from my counseling office at the middle school. Um, my secretary wanted to give a thank you to everyone that's donated um, female supplies for our students. Um, middle school is a hard time, especially for girls. Things happen. And we are rapidly depleting the supplies that we have. Um, and it has made such a huge difference with our girls and our boys who really need deodorant. Um, lots of deodorant, but not spray deodorant anymore. <laughs> um, so um, we thank you, and my secretary wanted me to make sure to give thanks for that. And if you want to continue donating, um, like little travel size deodorants for our lovely preteen boys, or um, other female supplies, um, we call them packages, uh, our girls would greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Well, uh, as any of you who have read the prayer chain, uh, our family is facing some challenges over the coming period of time and appreciate any prayers or, uh, that you can offer for us, our support. I still need prayers for Steve. He can't have his uh, yeah. He can't have his valve replaced until the, at least the middle of March. So, continued prayers, please.
I'd like to add, uh, I'd like to add prayers for the Ukraine. Um, what we are seeing right now is, I don't have a word for it that I feel comfortable saying in a church. Um, it's really bad. Um, and I am hopeful that things will, will change for the better. Um, but please keep the people of the Ukraine uh, and the people of Russia in your prayers. Um, this is... I'm hoping this will end soon, but only time will tell. If you would please join me in an attitude of prayer. Almighty God, through the testimony of those who know your love, or know your love, love you, have guided us to ask for what we need. Our Lord Jesus called his disciples to live as a city on a hill and a lamp on a stand, that all may see the glory of God. We pray for the church, the community of disciples. Grant that we who claim the name of Christ may shine as light into our dark world. Our brother Paul led the church, not by lofty words of human wisdom, but by wisdom born of your spirit. We pray for those who serve the church. Let our pastors, teachers, and those who minister in the name of Christ Forsake worldly knowledge that perishes and be led by your truth. Blessed are those who honor your commandments, O Lord. We pray for our world, for the governments and for its leaders. May all who rule honor justice and compassion and serve the common good that the people may flourish. You teach us to offer food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted. We pray for the sick, the hungry, the poor, the homeless, and those who are oppressed. Let your church minister to those in distress and bear witness to your abiding compassion for all who suffer. To you, O oh God, we pray through Christ, with Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. And now our sung response, number three in your red folders on page one, I love you, Lord. would join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Lord, open our understanding by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as the word is proclaimed, we may receive holy wisdom to understand the gifts you have bestowed on us. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our scripture for this morning is Hebrews 10, chapter 10, 19 through 25. A call for perseverance. I'm going to read out of the messenger. It's a contemporary Bible, and it's more common. So, so friends, we can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God, into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice, acting as our priest before God. The curtains unto God's presence is his body. So let us do it, full of belief, confidence, that we present us inside and outside. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always helped out, not avoiding worshipers together, as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see and the big day approaching. Thanks be to God. Now will you join us, please, in our hymn, Blessed Be the Ties That Bind. You may be seated. <clears throat> Our next scripture readings come from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, which you can find on page 1157 in your uh, Bibles in the pews. And then we will go to the Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter, verses 14 through 16, which is on page 958. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the results of works, 
so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. Then from Matthew's Gospel, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would please join me in an attitude of prayer. Loving and grace-giving God, you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to save the world. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and brought back the dead to life. His disciples and apostles established your church on earth, and that church became the hands and feet of Christ in the world. Help us, the church in the present and the church of the future, to remember that we are the people, not the building. Help us remember that we are called to still be the hands and feet of Christ in the world, to bring healing, hope, grace, and love to all creation. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, here we are. The, we've reached the final and closing week of our February sermon series, All About Love. Throughout this series, we've been looking at love and the characteristics of love through the lenses of reason, experience, tradition, and scripture. The first week, we talked about what love is and how we should go out and love one another using the characteristics that we identified. The second week, we talked about what love is not, especially that human love does not have the authority to judge someone else's worthiness of God's love and grace. Last week, we talked about what love does do and what love does not do, and the importance of loving God, one another, and also ourselves. Today, on this final Sunday of February, we're going to be talking about loving the church, and that will mean also looking at how we define the church. In addition to looking at some references from popular culture, we will we'll spend the majority of our time examining what we find in Scripture and how our tradition and experience connect into a coherent understanding of the church and of loving the church. And as it is the final week, I want to once again go through the special holidays for today and this week. So here we go one last time at least for a while anyways, get your calendars ready. Today is National Protein Day. It is National Strawberry Day. It is No-Brainer Day, which apparently is meant to encourage people to keep things simple and resolve situations calmly without stress. It is National Pokemon Day, a favorite of AJ's and many of his classmates. It is International Polar Bear Day, so if you see a polar bear, make sure to say hi. Um, And it is 
Anosomia Awareness Day. Anosomia is the loss of the sense of smell, or as some people call it, being nose blind. The loss of smell is actually associated with diseases that affect brain cells, uh, like Alzheimer's, and of course, as many of us know, it is a symptom of COVID-19. Tomorrow is Floral Design Day, International Sword Swallowers Day. Don't think I've met one of those yet. Uh, National Chocolate Souffle Day, National Public Sleeping Day, and if I understood that one right, I think it means sleeping in public, Um, and Rare Disease Day. Tuesday is National Peanut Butter Lovers Day, National Sportsmanship Day, Mardi Gras, National Black Women in Jazz Day and, oh, sorry, National Black Women in Jazz and the Arts Day. It is National Pancake Day. It is Punchki Day. It is Fat Tuesday. It is Self-Injury Awareness Day, World Compliment Day, and World Music Therapy Day. Tuesday is packed with Punchkis. Uh, at least that's a good way to spend Tuesday is being packed with Punchkis. Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, of course. It is World Teen Mental Wellness Day, National Banana Cream Pie Day, National Old Stuff Day, and I think that is supposed to refer to stuff, not people, Um, and it is Dr. Seuss's birthday. Thursday is World Hearing Day, Peach Blossom Day, National If Pets Had Thumbs Day, World Wildlife Day and National Cold Cuts Day, so thank your butcher. Uh, Friday is National Pound Cake Day, World Day of Prayer, National Tartar Sauce Day, not my favorite, National Safety Day, National Employee Appreciation Day, and National Grammar Day, so make sure you're using proper grammar on Friday. And finally, Saturday is National Cheese Doodle Day. Real Film Day, and Multiple Personality Day, as in awareness of it, not attempting to develop more. So there you go. Maybe we'll do this again in a few months, especially if some funny or strange ones pop up, but for now we'll, we'll put the brakes on. So let's get back to <clears throat> this idea of loving the church and see how some of our current authors and Christian leaders, what they have to say about the church. Dr. Paul David Tripp is a pastor, event speaker, and best-selling and award-winning author who once wrote, The church is not a theological classroom. It is a conversation, confession, repentance, reconciliation, forgiveness, and sanctification center where flawed people place their faith in Christ, gather to know and love him better, and learn to love others as he designed. Author and Scottish theologian Thomas Forsyth Torrance once shared that when we speak of the church as the body of Christ, we are saying that it is given such union with Christ that it becomes a communion filled and overflowing with divine love. Anglican cleric and theologian John Scott believed that then these are the marks of the ideal church. Love, 
suffering, holiness, sound doctrine, genuineness, evangelism, and humility. They are what Christ desires to find in his churches as he walks among them. John of Shanghai and San Francisco, a prominent Eastern Orthodox religious leader, because I can't say that word, in the Russian Orthodox Church outside of Russia, who was once active in the mid-20th century, he claimed that Christ, invisible to the bodily eye, manifests himself on earth clearly through his church. The church is the body of Christ both because its parts are united to Christ through his divine mysteries and because through her Christ works in the world. Christian speaker, author, and artist Eric Samuel Tim once made the argument that the church is not a brick-and-mortar structure. The church is made of flesh and blood. Followers of Christ are the church. Christian author Holy, or sorry, Holly Sprink once wrote that instead of practicing philonosis, which means loving the stranger, We find many times that the church is xenophobic. We forget that Jesus, whom we claim to follow, was the ultimate lover of otherness in people. Even differences in religion didn't freak Jesus out when it came to loving people. So right there we have some some things we can sort through. Not just in loving the church, but also in defining the church. Tripp reminds us that the church is not a classroom, but rather a place for conversation and confession, forgiveness, sanctification, to learn more about loving God and one another. Torrance pointed out that the church is the body of Christ, filled with divine love. Stott noted the ideal church loves, suffers, is holy, follows sound doctrine, is genuine, and is humble. John of Shanghai stressed that it is through the church that Christ is manifest and through which Christ works in this world. Tim emphasizes us that the church isn't the building, but the people, the congregation. I want to say that again. The church is not the physical building in which we gather for worship and for God's ministry. And finally, Sprink reminds us that we must be careful, as the church especially, avoid becoming xenophobic, forgetting that the Jesus we claim to follow was the ultimate lover of otherness and people. Those last two especially help us, I think, to understand how to love the church. If the church is the people and not the building, then for us to love the church, we must love the people, regardless of the different or unique things about each and every person. And when we do that, when we are able to love the church and therefore love the people, that is when the church, still talking about the people, That is when the church becomes that place for conversation, confession, repentance, all that stuff Tripp talked about. But what about what Scripture says? 
Let's go back to our readings and see what we've got there. Our, our selection of verses from Hebrews, as Dave mentioned, is titled with a call to persevere. In the first verse, we find reference to the physical building where it says, Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus. But again, we need to remember that the sanctuary is part of the building. It is not the church. We do find a reference, I believe, to the church in verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Those kinds of actions, provoking each other to love, to do good deeds, and to encouraging each other, all of that sounds a lot to me like what some of our previously mentioned authors were, were talking about what the church should be, what it is supposed to be, what we should strive to do and to be. I believe we also find similar kinds of references in verse 10 in the second chapter of Ephesians where it says, For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. We, as the church, we were created for good works. And that's supposed to be our way of life, the way of life of the church. Finally, we come to the fifth chapter of Matthew's gospel. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Here Jesus is talking about how his followers should reflect his light to the world. And we cannot reflect that light really on our own. Rather, the Holy Spirit works within us to be able to reflect that light and the love of Jesus. Disciples of Jesus Christ, with that help of the Holy Spirit, need to let their good works shine before the rest of the world so that others might come to faith and praise God. Those good works may provoke some to persecution, but witnessing includes not just words, but also deeds. The church, the disciples of Jesus Christ, through good works and the love of God and for one another, is called to be the light to the world. The church is called to reflect the light of Christ to the world. And when we do those things faithfully and authentically, that is when we are able to love the church. When someone else starts a new ministry or maybe takes over an existing ministry in need of new leadership, we have an opportunity to love the church. 
We can love the church by praying for those leaders and the ministry work they're doing. We can support the ministry financially or with our time or our talents and therefore love the church. We can support those leaders and those ministries in a multitude of ways. And by doing so, we are loving the church. Any time that we show support for each other through good works, including prayer, time, talents, tithes, and more, that is when we are loving the church. When we help someone learn something new about faith, we are loving the church. Because anytime we do those things, we are loving the people that we are doing them for and with. And the people are the church. In the 16th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock... I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against us. The Greek word for church is a word that I'm going to butcher. Ecclesia, we're going to assume that's how you say it. And in all 114 or so instances that the New Testament uses this word, it designates a people or an assembly of people responding to the call of God in Christ. Ecclesia sometimes refers to the whole people of God, and other times to a local congregation. In the New Testament, Ecclesia also, or always, designates a people, never the place where they meet, never a building or a structure. I pray that we will always remember that the church is the people and not the building. Especially because Jesus commanded us to love one another, not love a building or a structure. And also because we, we find ourselves loving the building more than the people. If that happens, including spending more of our time and energies on the building instead of in ministry and outreach to help people, then we've lost sight of our purpose and calling in the world. We were made for and called to do good works and to reflect the light of Christ to the world. I pray that we will always let that light shine in all its glory and majesty, helping guide people to faith and grace and love. Amen. If you would rise as you are able, our closing hymn is in your bulletin. It is number 2223 from The Faith We Sing. And it is titled, They Will Know We Are Christians by Our Love, Not The Will Know We Are Christians by Our Love.
Beloved children of God, Jesus said, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. May Christ, the true light, shine upon you that you may walk in righteousness all of your days. Amen.